You are a Locked On Braves postcast, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, your team every day. And a very pleasant good evening or good morning or whatever time you're listening to us. This, though, is the Braves postcast coming at you after a big win for the Atlanta Braves at a Coors Field where they outslugged the Rockies by a 13-6 to score. As always, I'm Grant McCauley. He's Jake Mastriani. This is the Braves postcast, part of the all-new Locked on Sports Atlanta. We hope you're already one of our many, many subscribers. But if you're not, go ahead and hit that button, subscribe, and hit that bell so you'll enable the alerts and you'll know anytime. We drop a new episode of the show. We got a lot of great stuff to get into on this one, but make sure you're connected with us, not just here, but also the Locked On Braves podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can get every postcast as, as well as everything else that Jake will have coming at you all season long. So uh, with all of that out of the way and with a very busy night for the Braves offense out of the way, Jake, I think you have to be feeling pretty good about what Atlanta has been able to do so far on this road trip after it kind of started on the wrong note. Yeah, it is. And look, this offense is a, is a place now where I look forward to watching this offense every game now. And I couldn't say that, you know, two or three weeks ago, but, you know, especially going into cores, which maybe helps a little bit. But this offense has really been clicking over the last couple of weeks. It really has. And if you'll pardon the pun, I mean, the Braves road trip did start in kind of a snake bit fashion because they had a chance to take two out of three from the Diamondbacks, a club kind of in a similar boat that the Braves have been in. The Rockies kind of similar, if you will. I mean, they've slowed down a lot after their start that had them over 500 for the first few weeks of the season. They haven't been able to keep their new addition, Chris Bryant, in the lineup on a regular basis. But you know when you go into Coors Field, it's going to be a challenge. But if you're able to outscore the Rockies the way the Braves did on this particular night, then you can kind of deal with all the offense that's coming that that's coming your way. And depending on which side of the score you're on, it makes your night a little bit better. And the Braves were on the right side of that score tonight. Let's jump into the line score overall for game number 52 for the Braves. Game one of four against the Rockies here. So another four-game series. Braves with this win now 25 and 27 on the year. 13 runs on 18 hits, no errors, seven men left on base for them. Rockies dropped to 23 and 28. Six runs, 13 hits, an error, and seven men left aboard. Ian Anderson picked up the win. He's now four and three. Austin Gomber took the loss. He drops to two and six. There was no save in a game that lasted two hours and 58 minutes, and a crowd of 26,594 were on hand to see it. Jake, let's start with Ian Anderson. I would call this kind of start a Coors Field special. He got through the six innings. He picked up a victory. He set a season high in strikeouts with nine of those, but five earned runs on 10 hits. This, in fact, is the Coors Field experience for many starting pitchers. Ian Anderson, welcome to the club. Yeah, it's the kind of outing at Coors where you're okay with it, especially when your team puts up the amount of runs that the Braves did. I actually thought it was a good start from Ian. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's given up four earned in his previous two starts, gives up five in this one. So you look at his past three starts and, you know, it's not exactly great, but a lot of those runs in those outings coming late in those outings. And obviously this one, you know, you had the 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 ball that Marcelo Zuna like it would have been a tough play had he caught it, but I think, you know, an average defense or defensive outfielder probably gets that ball. Then you got the bloop and then you got the blast, you know, that really was just kind of an unfortunate series of events right there. But yeah, to get through six innings, especially when your team gives you those runs, I thought it was a really big outing for Ian Anderson to be able to do that, to give some length to, cover those innings so you didn't have to go to your bullpen in the, the fifth, sixth innings. I thought it was a really great outing from him, and that changeup was absolutely filthy tonight. 12 swings and misses out of 22 swings on the changeup 
that is a huge percentage right there of whiffs. So, yeah, I thought it was a really good performance by Ian Anderson overall. Yeah, I would agree with that. And you don't usually say that if your starting pitcher goes out there and gives up five runs, but you did a nice job of kind of laying out what he did run into. We give a team an extra out, you know, have a little bit of bad, batted ball luck, which the Braves have, I think, specialized in perhaps more than any team in all of baseball this year. And then, of course, it is Coors Field. A home run can sneak out here and there, and that was really where Ian Anderson got bit. But overall, getting the six innings was a big deal. You're right about the changeup. It was certainly evident in the nine strikeouts that he picked up. And you feel like this is a start that you can build on, even though a couple of balls left the yard. And maybe the line score wasn't as clean as he would like. But we got a lot of offense to talk about. And before we get into that, we're going to talk about what this episode has been brought to you by. And that, of course, is Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. So here's what you do. You go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and you'll find an amazing selection and reliably low prices. Make sure you're right locked on in the, the How Did You Hear About Us box so they'll know we sent you. All the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com. Now, the hits that the Braves needed were among the nine men in the lineup because everybody picked up at least one hit in this one, Jake. And every batter that the Braves had in the lineup today either drove in a run or scored a run. I would call that a pretty good group effort, though. I think Travis Darno probably picked up player of the game honors for his two homers and career-high six RBI, including Atlanta's first grand slam of the season. Yeah, like I said, it's really fun watching this offense now. I mean, you come into a game and Matt Olson's batting sixth for you and he's been hitting the ball better lately. I mean, the lineup just seems so deep right now, you know, especially Michael Harris down there at the bottom. Obviously, just seeing him in there, you're excited to see what he can do. And he picked up, you know, three hits tonight as well. You know, just a great game up and down the lineup for everybody. And, you know, that's without William Contreras in there. You know, you had to play Heredia because Acuna wasn't ready to go back in the field so you don't have that extra bat in there but yeah like i said i think the at bats from this team since snicker has shaken up the lineup double digit hits in seven of their last 11 games so you know this offense getting it done here a lot lately been a lot of fun to watch and then travis darno what a game for him mm -hmm. and at the time where everybody in my mentions is telling me william needs to start over him you need to put william at catch over travis darno you know, pump the brakes a little bit. Travis Darno has been a very good hitter for the Braves this year. And when healthy over his career, he's been a good hitter as well. So a great night for him, obviously ambushing a couple of first pitches for big home yep. runs and that grand slam. Um, but yeah, just really, I just really love what I'm seeing from this offense over the last couple of weeks, just putting together good at bats, racking up the hits. And now you're starting to see those runs come through. Yeah, and regardless of the name of the Braves catcher, it's good to see that that guy remains a hot bat in the lineup. And for Travis Darno, I mean, what he does behind the plate and handling the staff and working in tandem with William Contreras, who's getting a big opportunity and certainly has made the most of it, those are things that are going right for the Braves. The big thing, and I think you touched on it as well, is when Ronald Acuna Jr. is able to go out there and play right field every day, that I think is going to open up some at-bats for William Contreras. You'll move Marcelo Zuna into that DH spot. And maybe William can get comfortable out there in left field. That would certainly be nice to see. We'll see how the Braves continue to handle that. But it was a good thing to see Ronald Acuna Jr. back in the lineup, Jake, and not really looking like he was feeling too many ill effects from Arizona, where I think he was getting just a little bit sore, and that had the Braves taking it easy with him in that finale. Yeah, and it's interesting because I noticed it in Arizona that he wasn't exactly going full speed on, on some of the balls put in play. And I heard them mention on the broadcast tonight that the trainers actually told him, you know, pick your spots when you're yeah. going to go full speed like that. So I'm glad that was kind of 
upset just because I did notice that and was just kind of wondering why he wasn't exactly busting it down the line all the time like we're used to seeing from him. But yeah, anytime you get him out there, you know, 85%, you'll take that all the time from Ronald Acuna Jr. You know, a couple of big hits in this game. Just great to see him out there. And then just another note about the offense is the add-on runs. You know, that's mm -hmm. that's been the struggle with this team all year, the seventh, eighth, ninth inning, where they've really excelled in the past and coming back on teams, but more so just putting games away. Yep. They haven't been able to do that. You go back to that game on Tuesday in Arizona, they didn't score anything in the seventh, eighth, and ninth innings. And that game's on the bullpen. I'm not trying to blame that game on the offense, but you had a chance late in that game, especially in the eighth inning, first and third, nobody out. And you don't get those add-on runs. They did it on Wednesday. They did it here tonight and put a team away and saved the bullpen. So they're starting to see more of that here in the late innings, being able to add on runs and put games away. Yeah, and that's a big thing. And that's, a, I think, a hallmark of a winning club. And as you mentioned, a hallmark of how the Braves have played the last few years, just putting teams away and also being able to turn on that offense late and come up with some of those comeback victories. Those have been in short supply as well this year. So you hate to see games get away, but you love to see a game like this where the Braves score early, score off, and continue to add on. And somebody who was big in that, again, was Austin Riley. Three more hits. He's got an 11-game hitting streak now, Jake. Two runs scored in RBI. He's batting 413 during his hitting streak of 11 games with five home runs. I would say that whatever Austin Riley has been doing, and it's been kind of going back to what made him successful in 2021, he has managed to recapture that magic, and it just goes to show you have to continue kind of working the problem and making the adjustment to the adjustments that the league is making to you. Yeah, and he was making adjustments in this game. First two at-bats in this game, he struck out. First mm -hmm. one with the runner in scoring position in the first inning, and then comes back and laces three balls, hard-hit balls, for hits. So it's just great to see what Austin's doing. I know he had that prolonged slump. Now he's starting to look locked back in again. And that's, that's great to see, like you said, continuing to make those adjustments, becoming that complete hitter, that consistent hitter at the major league level. And that's just going to help him in the future to avoid some of those, you know, week, two week long slumps from hitters that, you know, are going to happen at times, but it's how you respond and come out of those and make those adjustments. And we're seeing that now from Austin Riley. Yeah, we certainly are. Three more hits in this game for him. Travis Darno had three hits. You mentioned Michael Harris a little bit earlier. First big three-hit game for him. The wheels were on display. You and I haven't gotten a lot of time to talk about Michael Harris yet, but he has shown over the, what, less than a week that he's been up at the big league level, he can make a difference for the Braves. He's going to be able to, I think, run the bases extremely well, use his speed there. He's got a great line drive swing that I think is going to play well at the big league level. If he can on base anywhere around, say, 350, what he's going to do on defense on top of that is going to make him a very complete player and I think a very key player for the Braves who were really looking for answers to an outfield that just needed a boost. And, hey, here's Michael Harris. Welcome up from AA Mississippi. Jump in there, kid, and play every day. Yeah, and it's what I, I've been talking about a lot this year. Look, Adam Duvall was great in center field. The, no doubt about it. He played a great defensive center field, but he lacked that range that Michael Harris gives you, and especially in a spacious outfield like Coors Field. You saw him track down some balls in the gaps that I, I don't think Adam Duvall gets to. A lot of center fielders probably don't get to, but that speed is definitely playing. I think it played in his first hit of the game where you see Brandon Rogers backhand that ball up the middle, and he knew he had to try to get rid of that ball quickly even though he got to it quickly and threw that ball away i'm glad they went back and changed that to a hit I, me too. Um, so yeah you're, you're seeing what his speed can do on the field not just you know defensively but also at the plate what he brings there as well so glad to see that coming into play here and yeah i'm excited about michael harris and i talked about on the podcast i felt like it was a desperate move by the braves to call him up from double a not a lot of time there but 
we're kind of at a desperate situation for the Braves, and I think it's paying off for them right now. Again, both defensively and what he's doing at the plate, being able to put some pressure on the defense and get on base in front of Ronald and Dansby in the middle of that order. Yeah, because it, it's going to solidify the bottom of the lineup a little bit. Dansby Swanson has been so hot, you need to utilize his bat somewhere other than probably batting eighth or ninth at this point. And he's kind of moved up in the order and has continued to swing a hot bat and play great defense. But adding Harris, you also add that defense. You add a bat that I do think is going to play at the big league level. And I would say more so than desperation, it was a necessity for the Braves to find an answer. Mm-hmm. And as we know, necessity is the mother of all inventions. And oh, by the way, we're talking about timely hits and add-on runs and all of those things, Jake. I have to point this stat out because I don't know how many times we've been able to say anything like this this season. The Braves had nine hits with runners in scoring position on this night. Nine hits. Not nine hits on the night, but nine of their 18 hits on the night came with runners in scoring position. If that's a trend for the Braves in Colorado or anywhere else, I feel pretty good about their chances of winning a baseball game. Speaking of which, they've got another one coming on Friday, it's game two of this four-game series against the Colorado Rockies, and we'll get you primed up for that. But first, I want to remind you to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. Locked on sports listeners get $50 off a purchase of $500 or more, and this podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. You can use the code LOCKEDON, that is code LOCKEDON, plus every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging, so it won't give away what's inside. You can shop stress-free and find your forever peace. Go to BlueNile.com today. As far as Game 2 in Colorado, the Braves are going to be looking for their first three-game winning streak of the year, which is a bizarre thing to be saying in the first week of June, but that's where we are, and that's what the Braves are looking for, and they're sending Max Freed to the mound. He's 5-2 and two with a 3-10 ERA. He'll face Chad Cool, who's 4-2 and two with a 3.56 ERA on the season. It looks like a good pitching matchup, Jake, and the Braves have the guy they want on the mound if they want to get this winning streak to three and beyond. Yeah, I mean, what better person to have on the mound? You're looking for your first three-game winning streak than Max Freed. And look, uh, there's no doubt about it. The Rockies are in a tough spot right now. They had the doubleheader on Wednesday in the Marlins where they gave up a ton of runs. And then you had this game as well where they gave up more runs, had to go into that bullpen. It's a it's a big game for the Rockies and Chad Cool. He needs to give them some length and you know hold down this Braves offense. And for Max Freed, I'm looking for him to you know have a sharp outing of Colorado's not always the best place for that, but you know he had a he had a battle in his last start against Miami. Walked three, that his his season high walk total. He's walked at least two batters in his last four games, which you know doesn't seem like a lot, but for Max Freed, you know that's sur- certainly something he wants to clean up a little bit. So I'm looking for that on Friday. Can he clean up those walks? Can he give the Braves another six inning outing like Ian Anderson di- did? And can the offense continue their hot streak? And you know. Put up five, six, seven runs. That's probably what it's going to take for these games in Coors Field. Yeah, it really is. And the Braves offense has shown that it has kind of started to come to life since that lineup shuffle and since a lot of guys have, I think, worked through some of the doldrums and some of the slumps that they were dealing with because now we're talking about multiple hitters each night that seem to be showing signs of life and are just performing up to the level that they need to. And Max Fried will certainly be happy to see a repeat performance from the Braves offense as he takes on Chad Cool in game two of this four-game series. It's an 8.40 p.m. Eastern time first pitch at Coors Field. That's game two between the Braves and the Rockies as Atlanta looks to secure its first three-game win streak of the 2022 season. That'll bring us to a close here on the Braves cast, part of the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta. A lot of fun talking about this one as the Braves picked up a big win over the Colorado Rockies out in Coors Field. We hope you'll be along for the ride with us all season long. Make sure you subscribe to the new all the all-new Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube and subscribe to the Braves po- the 
Lockdown Braves podcast wherever you get your podcast. Again, a big win for the Braves on this night, 13-6 to the final score. For Jake Mastriani, I'm Grant McCauley. We look forward to catching you after game two as the Braves and Rockies will battle again on Friday night. And until then, so long, everyone.